thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. Hello, Seattle. Welcome into a wonderful Wednesday. Puck and Gas with you from the Carter Volkswagen studio. The Feltulator is here. We are honored to have the presence of the great Curtis Calhoun, who will take you throughout the uh, morning into the afternoon on Headlines. We welcome you into a fantastic show uh, today, a jam-packed show. So much to get to. Of course, we'll talk about the Mariners today. Um, I'm personally a little disappointed in the team. We'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, MLB expansion, NFL draft. Uh, we got uh, Todd Callis, the TV voice of the Houston Astros, and Charles Davis. Uh, joins us for his weekly appearance starting today at 11 o'clock. Charles Davids of the uh, NFL Network and Fox Sports joins us uh, to break down the draft and all the off-season NFL news uh, thanks to Premier Golf. And that uh, will hit the airwaves at 11 o'clock today. Gas is here. He's, he's got his Pacers hat on. Oh, yeah, baby. Indiana, oh, the Pacers yeah. and Cavs tonight. Game two of the Eastern Conference First round playoffs. It's series. a house. It's a house money game. The Pelicans had one of those last night. Oh. And they they played it right to the to the end, and uh, and and now are up two zip. They swept Ooh. the first two on the road. Yep. Doesn't mean anything though. You know, it's a seven game series. You got to win four. But uh, nice win for them last night. That's what the uh, that's what the beloved blue and gold will be trying to do in Cleveland tonight. All right. We'll talk a lot about the uh, the Mariners. Obviously, uh, coming up in our next segment again. Todd Callis from the uh, the voice of the Houston Astros on TV isn't, uh, uh, will join us. Isn't well. last night just too much Lance McCullers? I mean, it's uh, kind of I'm, yeah, I'm not sure not you could have not much breakdown of other than Lance McCullers just shoved it down your throat. <laughs> right. I mean, exactly. I, I don't know really. What, Service should have gotten yeah. thrown out of the game. I want to start that argument. Uh, Vogelbach <laughs> is not the most athletic first baseman you've ever seen. Right. Uh, right. There are a few things. Maybe but, he doesn't understand when the ball is hit to you and you have a chance to get a double play. It's okay to step on first base and then throw to second. I I, I think the, I know uh, I know the uh, hot lavas well, would know how to do that. They're in trained the four year old T ball trained properly. No, I I think the Astros. I think McCullers could have had me at first and you at short and Feltz in center and oh, wouldn't yeah, it would have had zero impact on last night. So well, he was he was brilliant. The last good night. news today about it. Now the series just at one one. We've got two more to go. One tonight and then of course one tomorrow. Mm-hmm. All we've ever asked for is let's just come away with a split. This time of year, yeah, you, 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 any look if you can you keep winning three game series, which you're not going to win all of them, but you keep winning, keep winning three game series, and you end up with a hundred wins. Easy, uh, a, a series like this, yeah, yeah. Why not? Well, let's try and win it, as long as it's game three tonight. Yeah. Well, the good news is tonight at least you're you're getting a break with the pitcher tonight because uh, Garrett Cole steps on the mound for the yeah. Houston Astros. Yeah, he's one and zero with a one two nine ERA. Be a piece of cake. And uh, he's done something only Nolan Ryan has ever done. Uh, to start his season with three starts with 11-plus strikeouts. He's got 36 strikeouts in the first three games. That's a record for a team. So that's yeah. the good news tonight. Yeah, yeah. Is he get Garrett Cole? I, I, I bet. Uh, Against I, Sparky. I bet Motter wasn't all that unhappy to go down for a few days. <laughs> I'll stay if you, if you need me to. I'll, I don't mind not facing these idiots. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, not good news tonight. Maybe they, you know, this is the game that they beat them, though. This is like the Mariners. They'll get shut out by, mm. not that they've got shut out by some slappy, but that they will be able to come through tonight against Garrett Cole. You wouldn't have expected him to win Monday night, necessarily. Not really, no. not. And then I didn't look, expect him to win last night. Look, beating these, anytime you, these guys are the defending champs, they've got, if it's not the best rotation in baseball, you'll have to convince me otherwise. 
Yeah, this is it's hard work. And last night was just like, well, there's just no reason to think they're going to get anything going as you saw what McCullers had. Yep. And Miranda wasn't awful; he just threw a ton of pitches. And I thought he was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I, you know, the bullpen, you know, didn't do well. Yeah, but I mean, I just don't think you were going to get a whole lot. Right. Right. You're not. You weren't getting much against that guy because right. as as Angie Minting told me last night on the pregame show on Root Sports, Lance McCullers Jr. has got great junk. That's what I think we've all his we've junk heard is, that his junk is great. <laughs> we've heard that. Now, now speaking of that, speaking of which, I could have sworn, and I, I pay attention more than you think on this show, and I could have sworn we were told by Brad Adam yesterday that your where I root and you did a great job of sending on one out. And he said, "I will make Angie put this on TV." And and you're at court yesterday, and you had the video thing where he said, "Here's yeah. your." And you, you were, there were ten guys. I was ahead in the queue. Yeah, everyone was sitting, and we'll get to the court. We we'll got we have the ruling. I've got the ruling right here. What happened? Everyone's been asking. A lot of people came up at the Tito's event over I, at Henry's. I bet Henry's. they did. Yeah. Hey, what happened? What, do, what's do, going on? Do I get to read it, or are you reading it? Oh, I'll read it. For well, it's not really the verdict. It's just what. What I it's had to do, or what I did not have to do. Okay, good. Well, I mean, it, should we? I mean, I think people. This is a weird thing because normally big news like this travels fast in sure. the age of Twitter, and this is like we've gone into the dark ages. This is something that now has been public record. Sure. For eighteen, nineteen hours, it's been public record, and yet it has not been made public. There's only one person that actually does know, and that is uh, someone who stopped off at the uh, at the event yesterday at Henry's. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to Alex, the Tito's people was great there. Five to seven yesterday was awesome. Uh, even though the rain and the weather kind of uh, sparked up, but you know what? I can drink Tito's. I can drink yeah. vodka in the rain. That was fine. Yeah. Ron, who visited uh, the tent, mm-hmm. and Ron and I had a great chat from Dallas, Texas. Moved to Dallas. Now was from here, but moved down to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Listens all the time. Yeah, eight hours a day. Loves the sh- loves lo- the show. Loves the station. Got it. Great. And I, and I told Ron. So Ron's the only one that knows. Ron knows. And, and my and- four year old. I told him last night as I was reading uh, Curious George. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. And, and and I you said Alex, who's a great guy. Alex, yeah, Alex. Henry, yeah. And I don't know if you know this or not. Alex prefers if you say Henri's. He likes to think of himself mm-hmm. as a guy running a fancy French joint, even though it's Henry's. Yeah. So if you could say Henri's in Henri's, any of our, Henri's uh, yeah. on first. So Brad did not hold up his end of the bargain. Not he even says close. if you send to, if you send multiple pictures, one from the courtroom and one from the, the Tito's uh tent, I will we will get Angie to put it up mm-hmm. on where I root. So I did two pictures, one from the courtroom that I was in the queue that said, hey Jason Puckett's coming up next to hear his tab court case. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did that where I root. Didn't get on there. I did from the Tito's tent with a bottle of vodka. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Look, I saw it all. I saw it. And again, let's let's be clear on the language. He didn't say he would get He said he would make, make her do Angie it. do it. And he, nothing. He, I will make her do it, Puck, was, was the phrase he used. Disappointed in Brad. Disappointed in Root Sports. Disappointed in Angie. Disappointed in Randy Adamack. Disappointed in a lot of people. The whole, the whole list right Kelly, down the line. Kelly Monroe. Anybody yeah. that has any decision-making over there with the Mariners and Root Sports, I'm disappointed. Because he could have said, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, don't guarantee me. Brad anything. could have said, hey, I'll, yeah, put it out there, I'll see what I can do. Which is, I think, what the wiser thing to do would have been. Would have been to say, well, I'll, we'll, we'll look into it, I'll see what I can do, You've man. You've known me for a long time. I'm a very simple person, and I really <laughs> the only thing that I want yeah. is to be on where I root. Right, right. That's all I care about this year. And God knows they do it enough. <laughs> I mean, Every three minutes, it's here. Hey, look at this. Where I? And so you'd think they'd another... have enough room to put you on there. I think we need another picture of the dad that is in his basement 
you know, and he's got the TV muted and he's holding his infant son or daughter. Mm, this is yeah. where I root. Well, great. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, well, maybe or, you can or, try that. Or the... Well, dress the vampire up as an infant. He's okay. four, but he won't mind. Sure, and I'll put it like a, I'll put a, uh, a beer in his hand. Yeah, you know, or or the person scaling a mountain. Yeah, in Peru, this is where I root. Well, how about the guy sitting at a Tito's vodka stand pouring himself a cocktail? He's a fan too, root. That's more relatable. I've scaled a mountain in Peru. I didn't take a where I root picture, but if I had, <laughs> and they did, say, well, that's not as relatable. As as a guy having a Tito's at Henri's. This is what people are doing before the game, Root. Yeah. They're, they're getting themselves all nice and liquored up to go enjoy your product. And I think you should represent everyone. It's just not the family-friendly people we need to represent. Right. Represent the degenerates and the drunks. This time of year, that's who's coming to the game. So let me tell you <laughs> something. The families are leaving in the second inning because they're freezing. And one of the kids is oh. threatening to set house the, the house on fire if you don't leave. So are we going to get to the verdict yes. this segment then? All right. So wasn't we, really the verdict, but it's so we did this yesterday. You had a poll question up there the, uh, yesterday, and the poll question I'm going to throw you off here, but I want to make sure that I pull it up here. I'll get it. Okay, I have it right in front of me, but I, I'll wait for you. Yesterday you threw the poll question out. Just to recap, I had to go down to the Seattle Municipal Court yesterday. I received a, a traffic violation, a ticket a few weeks ago because I had expired tabs. Well, mm-hmm. I had paid for the tabs. And and somebody and, either and stole I, the tab or yeah, fell off, but you fell you, off, stolen, something happened. Is there because, a chance you forgot to put it on? No, I put them on. You remember? I know on, for okay. a fact. I think so. Well, right there, I'm pretty right. sure I put them on. Boy, I'd love to be a lawyer. <laughs> I'd love to have this case. And so I'm convinced Your Honor. That, that someone stole them because people steal them, especially around uh, Bel Air. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to fight this. I'm not paying. It's $235. I'm not paying a $235 fine after I paid $700 for the tabs. But, uh, right, exactly. And you're, you're trying to be a law-abiding citizen. You bit the yeah. bullet. You went and got and, two and, other jobs so you could afford to yeah. license a car I mean, in this I'm, town. I'm, I'm selling my body on 99 for this. Yeah, but uh, but. They're making bike lanes, so it's good. <laughs> and and uh, and I'm like, listen, this. And I when I show the vehicle registration, obviously it says I had my tabs issued, and I pointed that out to the cops. So the poll question yesterday, I don't know what the final results were today. Uh, the poll question was: Jason Puckett will present arguments in Seattle on his court case. So we had four choices. Thirty-five percent said you would be found not guilty, and the fine would be waived. The it was a four-way uh, 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 vote, so thirty-five percent said they thought you'd be clear. 26% said you'd get the fine reduced. So 61% of the electorate yesterday saw you as being able to get the fine either reduced or waived entirely. Uh, 17%, almost one out of every five, said guilty, full fine. The judge was going to look at you and say that's it. And then 22% took my choice, which was your puck's going to snap and he's going to leave in cuffs, which clearly didn't happen. Did not happen. But could have. Could have. You've got a temper. I do. And you're on their territory. You're yeah. on their turf. You're you talking about a slippery slope. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So you'll, you'll let me, I guess, I have to set this up because you, you're going to laugh. All so, right. So I remember when we were in the sports pit yesterday, mm-hmm. remember I'm telling you, I've, I've got the letter telling me like everything where I need to be, what floor and all that. And then mm-hmm. I flip it over and I didn't read the, fri- the fine print. And the and, fine and print said. It was a real uh-oh moment when you flipped this over. This was I'm screwed moment. Yeah. That I needed to provide a written statement three days prior to my court appearance. Well, I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that because I didn't read the entire thing. So I'm sitting in the sports pit yesterday, which I love to do after the show and just shoot the breeze with all the characters out there. Mark right. Crochelle, our imaging guy, Max, our sales guy, Softy Shockey, Feltz is always there. We're all just screwing around. Mm-hmm. So, But we're talking about nothing forever. And I, and my previous court date was at 3.30, and, but I had to reschedule so I'm thinking, th- all I have in my head is 3.30. Oh, God. 
you know where this, this is, is going. just a disaster. Of course it is. So I'm just shocked. You know, we're all talking out there, and I'm, I keep asking Shocky, hey, what time is it? Oh, it's one fifty-seven. All right. Hey, Shocky, what time is it? Oh, it's it's two thirty. And I remember looking at my court thing. I, I want to make sure where I'm going. I know where the municipal court is, but I want to make sure. Oh, sure it's on yeah, Fifth right. And I'm, oh, you're you're scheduled to be there at three thirty. And right now at this point, or excuse me, three o'clock. My original appointment was three was three thirty. This one's three o'clock. I leave the building here at two thirty-five, and, and, and I got to get to Fifth Avenue from here. So we in a V-dub van that can't go over thirty miles an hour. We really should have done the poll question after we knew that a you hadn't complied with the judge's one request that he made of you, and b you had no idea what time your hearing was. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a mess, so I'm scrambling. I'm I'm trying. I'm speeding down Fifth Avenue. That's exactly yeah. what they wanted too. Is you speeding on your way to contest a traffic? Well, when violation. I say speeding, it's thirty-three miles an hour because <laughs> the van starts to shake. So then, I, but I hit every light. I'm weaving in and out of the monorail, you know, columns. Uh, right, right. You know, yeah, Fifth yep, Avenue. Yep. So I finally get there. There's no parking around the the courthouse. Right. There's the parking garages, but I've got a rooftop carrier where I keep like all my camping gear. You up there. can't do that. I can't go in the garage. You gotta so find I a street have, spot. Yeah. So I have to, I have to park illegally. So I park. <laughs> I oh, park boy. in a, I park in a three minute. You know, one of the three minute unloading mm-hmm. zones. Yeah. So I park there, run up there. I make it right at three o'clock. Well, then you get in there and you're in the key. I didn't need to be there right at three because now I'm. I have to There's wait like for There's like ten other guys minutes. in front of you. Yeah, yeah. So I wait. So did you go move the car then, or just leave it illegally? No, left parked? the car there. Did you get a ticket? Well, we'll get to that. All right. So I get in there, make my case. I walk. She brings me back. Finally, I get called up. I go back there, and uh, and I just start to make small talk because I just want to get her on my on my good side. You'll like this. We are the only ones that are going to like this. You're, so. you're making small talk with the judge. With the judge. Okay. It's a, just a female just, judge. Female judge. They okay. just bring you back into a room, mm-hmm. like in a little office. It's just you and her. It's just me and her. Oh and, boy! Uh, so now, but now the now the odds are, are changing because now we're counting on your charm, yes. of which you have some. Yes, of course. So again, this only would be good for us here in radio mm-hmm. and Terry Ryan. I see that they they record all the conversations, right? She's got a she's got a real nice Marantz recorder there. Nice. Now I've got the same recorder, mm-hmm. so I start making small dog. Hey, how do you like that Marantz six seventy? <laughs> <laughs> That's your that's your opener. That's my opening line. That's you know, it. I I really love that. I think it provides great sound and audio quality. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, sometimes I don't even have to use a microphone. She's like, "Okay, that's great." Man, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Let's let's move on to the case. I'm like, "This isn't going well." She's not buying any of it. She doesn't like any of the charm. And she goes, "All right, explain what happened." So I lay it all out. I'm going down 15th Avenue, blah blah blah. I got pulled over and I expired tabs. But I'm like, "Hey, you know, I've read all these articles, and I'm showing you on my phone. Here are, the, here are the articles. Like, people in our neighborhood are going out, and they're stripping off the tabs, and they're stealing. She goes, yeah, that's interesting, because I've gone to the Department of, of Vehicle Licensing, and they say that's virtually impossible to do. <laughs> I'm like, excuse me? Boy, so your key argument here, yeah. your, your thing that you're really pinning everything to. Everything is pinned on someone has stolen my tab. And, and she's telling you... A, she's not all that impressed that you have a Marantz, and no. B, she, you know, this is just not something that's happening yeah, near she, what you think it is. It's not well, possible to rip it off. Well, because apparently they come in like three or four pieces, the sticker actually, and so if you tear it off, it would like it would go in four uh, pieces. But right. I'm like, okay, that doesn't mean it can't happen. And some, you know, some tweaker puts it back together on his car. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, well, uh, but it's very, very difficult. But but I said, look at the article here, Judge. Look, I've got the West Seattle blog says it's been an epidemic down on the water. May I ask, because I looked this up yesterday, and the West Seattle blog in question was like from 2011. Oh, boy. 
Seven See, years old, right? Years. It doesn't matter what but year am it was. I right? Am I right? <laughs> a year doesn't matter. Did the judge notice that this story was seven I years old? I scrolled up so she didn't see the That's date. a good move. That's good thinking. That's All good. Right. Yeah. All so right. I explain it to her. She, she hems and haws and then pauses for like 30 seconds. It felt like 30 minutes. She goes, okay. I've never done this before. Oh, nice. No way. I'm like, no way. Would okay. you like to come upstairs to my office? <laughs> She's like, let me shut the door. You can work it off. No. It's a $235 fine. She goes, I've never done this before, but I am going to reduce the fine, and mm-hmm. I'm going to significantly reduce the fine. How does $90 sound? I said, good, good. We're out of here. Where do I write the check? Not that Down you- on the first floor. I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. Way to go. That's a 90 bucks. And you 90 know, bucks, 235. That, that's, that's decent. Now, did, yeah. you, did you throw out a provisional? Now, by the way, you're on. I'm I'm parked in a in a loading zone. Well, this was illegally. The best part. Could I get a dispensation on any future things that might happen as a direct result of this egregious miscarriage of justice about my tabs? So all I'm thinking about is you got to go down the first floor to pay. Is well, this is great that I got it reduced to ninety dollars. I'm going to go out to the, wherever I'm parked, and there's going to be a what I don't know what a parking fine is now down in Seattle. Like 40, 40 45, bucks. fifty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Really, at the end of the day, am I really saving all that much money? No, you're I, not. I get there. No ticket. No ticket. And I'm like, wow. Man, my day is perfect. Head right over to Henry's to uh, Tito's, to the Tito's uh, handcraft vodka tent. And Tito's up. Did you think of slipping her an invite to the big Tito's party? <laughs> hey, Your Honor, I don't know what time your day ends today, but I've really enjoyed our conversation. And I'd and like I'd to I'd talk like to you more about the Morants. I'd like to know more about your job and your life and your concerns <laughs> and your problems and where you go when you have a ticket. Uh, I'm going to be uh, at Henri's on uh, first, and, uh, and and I'd love to have you come by. Well, so that's a hell of a story. There we go. So we got it reduced from 235 down to 90 Dollars. All right. Mariners, Astros, uh, the voice of the Houston Astros on the TV side, Todd Callis. He'll sit down and he'll chat with us next. We'll ask him, has he ever gotten a ticket for having expired tabs? Now back to Puck and the Gas Man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft coverage. Sports Radio 950, KJR. All right. The Astros got us last night. That's fine. We took game one. They took game two. Oh, we'll get them tonight here in Game 3. Because the person that's going to tell us how to beat the Houston Astros tonight is joining us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. He is the television voice for the Houston Astros, and he joins us right now, Puckin' Gas, Todd Cows. How you doing, Todd? How are you? Doing great, guys. How's it going? Well, we're doing, we're doing great. We would have preferred that Lance McCullers didn't have such a good game last night. Yeah, it's been unreal. This pitching staff, the rotation has been just on point the last five starts. Just what you saw last night has just been what the team's been doing. I mean, 11-plus strikeouts for the last five games. I mean, this is a little bit of a dumb question, but I, I specialize in those. Um, does it ever get boring when you're night after night after night, you're watching these pitchers just mow people down? I mean, it's uh, you know it was, it was part of the recipe of last year, and then somehow the Astros even got better at it. it it's really taught a remarkable staff. Yeah, it is, and it's a lot of fun. I, I don't think it's boring because it's it's great when you have such talent going every day, and each guy's different, too. Uh, you got Dallas Keuchel doing his thing, keeping the ball in the lower third of the zone, getting a lot of ground ball outs. You have Lance McCullers with that snap dragon, that power curveball uh, that he uses as well as anybody in the game, if not better. Uh, Garrett Cole, who the Mariners will see tonight, has easy 97, uh, and he's just been a stud all three of his starts with the Astros. 
and then Charlie Morton in the final game of the series, um, you know, has stuff that is as good as anybody in that five. I mean, he he's all of a sudden since the last two years found his way into the upper 90s when he used to be a guy in the low to mid-90s. And those are the four you're seeing. You're not even getting to see Justin Verlander. Um, and we know what he did since he became an Astro. And I'm, and I'm, I'm me personally, because I have a poster of her, I'm very disappointed because if we get Verlander, we may get Upton. And that's all I care about, Todd. <laughs> I don't care about anything other than what Verlander does. I just want to see uh, a Kate Upton. Um, the Garrett Cole story, you know what I love? And, and you hear people describe pitchers like this all the time. He throws an easy 97. Right. Like yeah. that, Todd, that's just amazing to me. An easy 97. He is. He has been off to an incredible start. I mean, the the whole thing, he's tied Nolan Ryan with the three straight starts with 11-plus strikeouts. He's got 36 strikeouts, which I believe is a Major League Baseball record in the first three uh, starts. Uh, he's been phenomenal to start the season. Yeah, it's it's remarkable to me that he had the numbers he did last year or even to the, uh, the year before with the Pirates because what I've seen so far, not just in spring training, but since the bells rung, is a completely different guy. Uh, he didn't really have a lot of strikeouts, uh, big strikeout games with the Pirates. I don't think he ever had back-to-back double-digit strikeout games. And now uh, in his three starts with Houston, he's gone 11-11 and 14, and his career high had been 12 in the National League. So, uh, And when I say easy 97, when you watch him tonight, it's just there's nothing about his delivery that looks right. like it is overtaxing. He just goes about his business, and the ball just pops out of his hand, and it's it's fun to watch. And his point, his, his accuracy with his fastball command has been pinpoint this year. Uh, I think he's just, his confidence is at an all-time high. And, uh, again, I don't know how the National League got to him, and tonight a couple of National League pitchers as he faces Mike Leake, uh, but somehow the National League was able to get to him. But what I've seen so far, uh, he, he looks like he could be a contender for a Cy Young, just like the rest of the rotation. Todd, I heard a reporter, I think about three or four weeks ago, before the season started, and, and our morning show had uh, had a reporter on, and they were talking about the Astros, and the question came up, well, geez, the Astros look so good, and they're the defending champs, and they look unbeatable. What's either the weak spot, or what's a weakness that could be probed, or what makes Astros fans nervous? And the reporter, they kind of danced around it for about a minute, and finally agreed, you know, there really isn't one right now for this particular team. Is is that the case? I mean, do you, do you think that, that that's true? Or is there something that maybe the Astros look at and go, okay, here's where, if, if things were start to come on, unglued a little bit this year, this is where it could be? I think to answer your question of what makes the Astros fans nervous, I think they're still not 100% convinced that their bullpen is in a lockdown mode right now. Mm-hmm. Um, A.J. Hinch has rotated different guys to close out games last night using Chris Devensky with – uh, some lefties near the top of the lineup for the Mariners. Last year, it was mostly Ken Giles, 34 out of 38 in the regular season, and then he struggled in the postseason. And this year, we've seen A.J. mix it around. So uh, when we see the Mariners again later on in the summer, I think that bullpen will have kind of played itself out where you know which guy is probably the setup guy and which guy's the closer. But right now, that's still to be determined. And I think Ken Giles ultimately has the best chance to be that ninth inning guy. But in the early part of the season, we've seen uh, Brad Peacock. We've seen Chris Davinsky. Uh, and also Giles. How much fun was last year? You were you were born in Houston. I know you guys moved. I think when you guys were relatively young, um, you know, to Philadelphia because if, if people don't know, I mean, Harry Kaus is your dad. You guys went and he went and was the broadcaster for the Phillies. But being a guy that was born there, thinking back to last year, um, I mean, how enjoyable was that? It was incredible. It was uh, what a run for my first year back. I mean, I, and you're <laughs> right. I left when I was five years old, and I came back last year for the first time since. Uh, 1970, uh, dad went to Philadelphia to start the 71 season and, and never moved. And then, 
uh, I, I began my career and never lived in Houston until last year. But yeah, 56 years without a franchise title until last year. So that was really cool. And the fact that they won 101 regular season games was great as well. And the Astros, uh, like some different organizations and different sports, had a lot of heartbreak in the postseason, a lot of near misses. So uh, their fans were were really excited once they finally got over the hump. And it was uh, a quite a quite a postseason having to win in seven games, down three to two to the Yankees, and then that great World Series against the Dodgers. What's that like to be a team that's had a lot of postseason heartbreaks? I'll take a postseason heartbreak. I'm ready for a postseason heartbreak. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while for you guys, and I know, you know, 2001's a long time ago, but uh, this is a pretty good team right now. I, yeah. I really like what I see with the Mariners in 2018. Um, I have some friends that work here for the organization, so. Uh, other than than the Astros winning it all, I wouldn't mind to see you know the Mariners come in a wild card spot and make the postseason. Well, this year. that was you know Todd again, uh, the voice of the Houston Astros on the television side. Todd Callis joining us here on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. The running joke was when when Houston came over back in 2013. I, I remember we're on the air like, well, this is great. This is sev- this is like 17 wins. I mean, well, they're great. We're just adding to the to to the resume here. I mean, since then. I think their record is 40 and 55. The Mariners against the Astros since 2013. The only two winning seasons that the M's had were the first two. So uh, that hasn't gone as planned, Todd. Uh, and we the <laughs> Mariner fans don't appreciate it uh, as much. But in, and then I think there's also been this comparison between the two cities, just in terms of Mariner fans. I think looking at what Houston did. What's the proper way to go? What road should they go down? the trying to win now but also rebuild or do what Houston did and just tear everything down and you know lose a bunch of games and then rebuild through the draft. It obviously paid off for Houston, but it's not a guaranteed uh, route of success, though. You're right. It, it's, there's no guarantees in the game, and there's a few teams this year that are trying that rebuild boat. Uh, the team that I used to work with with Tampa Bay and then the team a little further south at Miami, and there's a couple of others as well. Uh, that seemingly are kind of in that recycle mode where they want to try and build up for another run. Uh, but it can't work for everybody. One team wins every year, and everybody likes to fit things into a little shoebox. In the last couple of seasons, the story has been the Cubs did that rebuild, and the Astros did that rebuild, so everybody else wants to emulate those franchises. But it, it's not always going to work in that fashion. Not every team can rebuild and have the success that those two teams did. You need a combination of a lot of things. You need uh, some great drafts along the way. You have to have some good scouts to find some free agents in the international market. Uh, you have to make some good trades, and you have to have a lot of luck. I, I go back to four or five points last year in the postseason, all the way back to the ALDS against Boston. If they don't win game four of that uh, series at Fenway Park when uh, Chris Sale has a one-run lead late, now they already use Verlander out of the bullpen. Now they have to go to Keiko for game five. Now you don't have your top two guys uh, for the first couple of games, or for the first game at least in the ALCS and probably the first couple of games, and who knows, the Yankees might have been uh, a team that could have knocked off the Astros in that scenario. There's four or five different points along the postseason that could have gone awry. So, yes, people try to emulate what has happened in the past, but there's also a lot of factors that have to go right for a team to win it all. Todd, we'll wrap it up here with a, with a non-baseball uh, comment in question. I, I had a professor in college, the, uh, Glenn Johnson, the great Washington State University, pulled me aside one night and he goes, if you want to have a, a better voice in this business, I want you to go home and start drinking whiskey and smoking cigarettes. This is legit. is what he said. I'm going to assume at Syracuse University, wherever you win, no professor ever told you that. 
No, I've, I've been blessed with the good genes. Never yeah. been a big whiskey smoker, yeah. or never been a big whiskey drinker, not a smoker. Either. Well, there's there's time to start. Yeah, you know, we we could meet you at one this afternoon, and and, and we'll get a we'll get a jump start on things, and we'll see how the broadcast goes. Bring Springer yeah, and Altuve be, with you HBO too. Version of the broadcast, huh? yeah, yeah. Todd, we appreciate it. Uh, best of luck tonight. Best of luck of the of the season. Uh, hopefully, we're rooting for the Mariners. But uh, it was a pleasure having you on, and it is. I mean, it's you you guys have got a great baseball team. It's it's fun to watch. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys, and I uh, look forward to talking to you again. Thanks. There is, there is Todd Kaus, the uh, TV voice there of the Houston Astros. Uh, game three of that series tonight. Garrett Cole in his easy ninety-seven Woo. against Sparky and Mike Leake. He brought up uh, he brought up an interesting thing there right at the end. We're kind of joking with him, but I've always said this to I got a couple of friends who I've said, wouldn't it be something if you could do this? The the idea of of us and maybe it'll happen in our lifetime, but a, a, a sports broadcasting network where the announcers were allowed to swear. Oh. And, and and allowed to drink or do whatever they wanted. So he said, yeah, we can do the HBO broadcast. Would you not tune in? Would you not pay extra to tune in if you knew that you were going to get commentary that was completely unfiltered, oh. that included profanity, <laughs> like you're at the ballpark? That'd be great. And and you like you could you know because tonight you know Jose Altuve, we all like to you know we love to hate him because he's so good. He's such right. a great player and he makes a living against the M's. And if you if you knew that you were going to tune into the Mariners broadcast tonight and the announcers were going to be really letting Altuve have it for every perceived weakness or whatever you could do, I, I think uh, I actually think that would be a, a real moneymaker. Purple Sheet has got a website. There's Someone's got it, and I don't know if, Feltz, you've seen it, where they do, it's like a fake sports center. Mm-hmm. It's And there's some audio of it. God, and we, obviously we couldn't play it, but there's like a fake sports center where it, I think it sounds like Steve Levy. Right, right. And he's doing like a sports center but can swear. It's perfect. And it is the funniest thing you've ever heard. Yeah, I think... One of the breaks I'm going to have, I know he's got it on his computer someplace. Yeah, I think live broadcasts like that would be, you talk about a ratings winner. So it's like the it's like what they do for the NCAA tournament, like the TNT and the TBS right. and the, the True TV, they've got the Homer broadcast. Right, and then there'd swearing. be a channel, that, again, it have to be a premium channel. Shoot, you could make it into a, you could do a movie, you could run it on, on Netflix or Amazon or any of those, and do it a week later. I'd watch... A swearing channel of uh, I mean, who played in the national championship? I can't even remember. Three weeks ago, my brain just doesn't work anymore. Who's the national title? Villanova. Villanova. Who'd they beat? Uh, they beat Michigan. 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 Would you Would you not tune in? I can't even remember the game. I'll, I'll be surprised by everything that you happens. You were drinking. Well, of course. But if you tuned in and you knew and you were streaming, it's yeah. like I'll pay extra. I'll pay five ninety nine to hear. The announcers really lay into the players well, and the coaches. I think it would be awesome. He's got an idea that I've always wanted to do this of doing a show. And I've talked to Slickhawk about this, about doing a show during a Seahawks game. But we just do it on, right. we do it, well, we would do it on our air. Or we could stream it or do it like on Facebook or something where we're just sitting around like in the theater on couches and, and just drinking beer and eating yeah. and talking about the game and commenting about the game. Oh, I think it'd, it'd be, be fun. I think it'd be fantastic. I mean, I, I, I we you have know. to be able to, they have to heal the, they have to have to kill the, um, the uh, sprinklers because we have to be able to smoke too. Something well, yeah, that have to be, and and that, and that I, I like that idea. And I mean, we've tried that a little bit in the past, yeah. but it is kind of hard because you're not now uh, to take that another step further. If uh, what, what would happen if we if we traded places with the furnace tomorrow? Okay, and furnace did his show. Okay. And then at twelve thirty, gas and puck came on, and we were in two different areas of Safeco Field. Oh, doing the show, doing like on a wireless, and, and we did the game. That'd be great on our cell phones. Yeah.
And I, we, we'd have to keep moving because the Mariners would not share our enthusiasm oh, for that being funny. And I, I get why they wouldn't. I think they would find it funny at all. No, I don't think they would. <laughs> so we'd have to keep moving. We'd have to, A, we'd have to be incognito. And then, B, we'd have to stick and jab. We'd have to, you know, hey, and, and we'd have to throw them off. Hey, I'm down at, yeah, I'm down at Edgar's when I'm really up at, like, uh, yeah. uh, Rizzy's Holy Smokes Barbecue <laughs> or whatever it is. And, and, and so we're moving around. And, but, hey, but Puck, uh, Altuve's batting. And, and, and maybe you've got a view of the, so you could give the yeah. stats. You know, he's hitting three. Yeah. He's hitting 712 against the Mariners in his career. Yeah, I think I think that I think we have would tune stumbled on to something. Mm-hmm. I guarantee. Uh, we haven't. Well, when we come back, we'll the we'll de- not debut. We'll tell you what the daily gas man poll is because it's going to factor in mm-hmm. uh, with our guests at 11 o'clock. Charles Davis of the NFL Network, Fox Sports, as well, helping us break down the uh, NFL draft. Uh, he'll be joining us here for the next several weeks. Well, talking about the draft and then post-draft coverage and also NFL off-season news. Now back to Puck and the Gas Man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft coverage. Sports Radio 950, KJR. Top of the hour, Charles Davis from the NFL Network, Fox Sports. Uh, he is uh, one of the analysts for the draft coverage uh, on the both networks as they're teaming up next week. Uh, he will join us uh, today top of the hour and he'll join us every Wednesday for the next several weeks not only breaking down the draft post draft but also uh, NFL news uh, there in the offseason Charles Davis again coming up in about uh, 10 minutes people love the idea on the heritage distilling text line of 49451 I would pay 50 bucks a month to hear a profanity lace blank talking broadcast of Mariner games yep yep I'm telling you if you did a Sunday night like the old you brought up the old George Michael sports machine that we all used to watch If you brought and you you did it on Netflix or HBO or whatever, and it was Sunday night and it was just the weekend sports, and it was just no talk show, no not just just the old ESPN Sports Center idea of two anchors do and showing actual highlights, not showing the same highlight of the same game seven hundred fifty times in a half hour. Actually, running through what's happened in the weekend sports with guys able to say whatever they wanted. Panel of three people. Let's break that. What did he mean? Oh God! What was the meaning behind that? By that handshake in the third quarter. I would be great. I would be awesome. Ah, the George Michael Sports Machine. Boy, that takes me. I love that show. Yeah, God, I, I missed I mean, that whole thing. I would stay up every Sunday to watch it. Well, I mean, Patrick and Olbermann, you know what I mean? That, yeah. was, that was must-see TV if you were in the sports business. Like, Absolutely. that Sunday night show was spectacular. Yeah. And, uh, again, I, I just... But I, I mean, like I, involving the, the profanity. Well, involving the profanity is great. And, I mean, I, I guess I realize why it's happened that nobody has an attention span anymore. But the, you watch it. You watch... When you watch... The hour-long Sunday night sports center, you felt like you saw everything that had happened in sports. For that matter, when you watched any sports center. Right. Now, it's, okay, let's show you the highlights from the big game. Now, let's go out to where the big game was played and talk to some people. Now, let's have our studio guys break down the big game. Now, we'll be back, and we'll talk about some other news, and they'll do like a real quick segment on some other news. And now, we got to go back to the big game and talk about it some more. Tom Rinaldi's back, and he's going to make you cry right. about a seven-year-old yeah. who has a hangnail. It's, uh, it, it's, I'd love to see him throw back a little bit. But anyway, yeah, I, I like the idea of a profanity-laced sports highlight show. All right, so we have uh, Charles Davis again coming up top of the hour, talk NFL draft from the NFL Network and Fox uh, Sports. It leads us, because we didn't get to it earlier, mm-hmm. our daily gas man poll. Yeah, it's uh, and, and I think we probably uh, we probably could have predicted this. Maybe I should have worded it a little differently. We put, what's the number one priority for the Seahawks in the draft? And my thinking would be, if you think they have a number one priority, you're telling me you want them to use that 18th pick. Yeah. If it's a priority in your mind... So so 20% say running back slash wide receiver, an offensive weapon, a playmaker on offense. 
Uh, 16% say the defensive line, 12% say the secondary, and to the surprise of no one here in the trade-crazy capital of America, 52% say trade, get more picks. Which is probably what they're going to do. Has there ever been a city more obsessed with I mean, trader Bob Witsit just made a living on, I, I yeah. do trades, I do lots of deals. And now, and now Schneider's the same way, we do lots of trades, we do all kinds of crazy. Jerry DePoto, you know, it, it's we, we are absolutely the trade-happy capital of the world. Lager, uh, Lager way? Does he trade? Uh, occasionally. Your co-host? He doesn't do as much because he's much. got a co-host a radio show now, yeah. and he doesn't have as much time. <laughs> How was the show yesterday? Anything good? Yeah, I, have come it, out of it? I have it on the schedule for 11.45 if you want to. Oh, I don't know if we'll be able to get to that. All right. Well, you, you had your opening right here. You could have just jumped right into it. And told I don't, don't want to sidetrack the show. We're in a good rhythm. Uh, I would say they, they, I mean, right, that's the, work, the worst kept secret coming up next week that they're going to trade. Now, I, I mean, you know, selfishly, I want him to... Keep the pick in the first round because we're going to be mm-hmm. down there for our wall-to-wall NFL draft wait, coverage. Wait, am I going to be there? You are. Yeah, you're there. You're the, doing the draft your... is the draft isn't even started. We one. I mean, we got to be there even before the draft has started. Yeah, we're going to do our show next week. Mm-hmm. Everyone's doing their shows, and then mm-hmm. when Softy signs off at six thirty, the whole gang's back together over at the VMAC. So we're all, and I got to stay the whole day. Yeah, um, you. Well, you're going to unveil your big board next week on we're, Thursday. We're going to do that over seven o'clock at, at gasdraft.com <laughs> is, is where that's going to be unveiled, pick by pick. No, but in all seriousness, we'll all be over there starting. Yeah, next Thursday, right when well, Softy will be over there doing a show. But uh, when Softy signs off, I mean, he'll he'll really start our coverage. Well, Chuck will start our coverage. We'll have it all I'm during confused. the day, Thursday and Friday. But yeah. we'll be all at the VMAC um, once Softy signs off, back for you know talking. Draft and I just would like for them to keep the first round big so we can actually talk about a guy. When is the first round Thursday? Thursday. When does it start? Uh, five o'clock, right? So, so Jackson, you know, five o'clock the NFL draft start. So why are we? Guess. Why are we there Thursday morning then? What could possibly? We're be going not going to be the, actually at the VMAC. Oh, you and I aren't? No. Thursday, we'll be here? Thursday, Friday, we're here. Oh, Thursday, Friday, we're here? Yeah, but then I... God, I am excited now. I'm I'm, much more excited. I'm getting in the van and driving over there, and you're coming with me. Oh, no, I I don't see that as happening. I've got a bed. The bed, it goes down. You can take a nap. I'll anchor our coverage from up north in case there's any, you know, Oak Harbor kids that get drafted. For for just just a a giggles and you know what, can can we call you when... And get some uh, draft thoughts like Thursday at about eight thirty. Sure, if, if you if you'd what, like, yeah. What is prime cocktail hour for you in the Gaston residence? Uh, you know what's funny? Here's the funny thing: cocktail hours become kind of humorous because the dog equates it with Renee's getting home. So the <laughs> I, I, ice hits the glass and the dog jumps up off the couch. Chico runs over and he's like, "All right, we're gonna go sit out on the porch and wait for mom to get home." And yeah. and 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 if it's six o'clock when that happens, then that's a reasonable assumption for him to make. We. But if we start at three, I'm like, we're not going out on the porch for four hours. We're not going to be home till seven. So watch you pour a cocktail and then take a take oh take him for a walk. Oh, Chico gets lots of walks. He gets, with the cocktail in hand. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that, that, look, that happens. Of course, it that does. happens. That's my favorite activity at night with the kids. We're going around hunting for Pokemon, walking the dog, and Dad's got a red Solo Cup cocktail. Sure. Hey, look, look. I'm a, I'm going to tell you right now, and I know Greatest this for thing a in the fact. World. I know this for a fact. You go to any kids sporting event oh and they're all liquor and and you go person to person and say hi i'm with the liquor control board i'm gonna need to see what's in your cup there 90 percent 94 percent 95 i would say the greatest invention ever 
has been these new like I have a uh, this this the the hydro flask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, I, right. This is the greatest invention ever for for parents and booze. Yeah, right. Exactly. They put it all in there and they're just sipping on that you, during every sporting. You event. You parents aren't fooling anybody. We know what's going on at those kids' sporting events. Curtis Calhoun has got an award-winning headline coming for you in about five minutes, and then our weekly visit with NFL Network analyst, draft expert Charles Davis.